Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need to stock up on water heaters? Save 5% on select A.O. Smith water heaters when you buy three or more of the same model. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. While supplies last, credit offer subject to credit approval can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply U.S. only. You know a good relationship only really because you've been in bad ones. Mm. And I've had, I've tried to adjust myself to other people, you know, tone the little boldness down, be this person. And with, of <laughs> course, make the relationship. You did. Somebody else is dealing with whatever I've dealt with, dealing with the real deal with. And that's why mm-hmm. I went through a lot. Welcome to Define You. Class is now in session. Radio class is in session. I am your host, Valencia Griffin Wallace, lifestyle designer and boldness coach. And the best way to connect with me is on social media. I always forget to say that. So, you guys, Valencia Griffin Wallace, I'm I think I'm the only one. So uh, (laughs) that's the best way to connect with me or on my website at www.valenciagwallace.com where you can get blogs, tips, and much more. So with that being said, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a great week for me thus far of healing and, and rest. But I know that a lot of people have had a frustrated week. They're overwhelmed. They're ready to give up. A lot of people are in this space of just, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and what's the point and the purpose and everything else. So if you are that person, you know someone who's in that space, This show has been designed and defined with you in mind. (laughs) Thought I'd throw a little rhyme out there. So with that being said, I have a very, very special guest who is a dear friend of mine. She's earned the nickname Boo, which is something I know we say here in the South. And um, her story is very powerful, and I look forward to actually seeing her play in Houston this weekend. But without further ado and rambling from me, let us give a great Define You Radio welcome to Miss Trina T.T. Ledette Cleveland. Trina, are you on? I am on. Yay! Okay, I got to remember that we... (laughs) We on the show and not on the phone because you know me and my right. <laughs> How are you doing, Miss Busy? I, you know, I am wonderful. I am so on fire today. I don't know where it's coming from, but I am great today. Thank you for asking. And how are you? I'm I'm doing great, and I am so excited about Saturday. And I know. We're going to get into that. Like, I'm partially packed now um, <laughs> to come to Houston. I mean, I'm I'm excited. And I'm going to forget something, 
but hopefully not. But as long as I'm there, I can forget everything, and I'm I'm going to be in the building. So um, oh, for, those that, <laughs> for those that don't know you, um, but if you guys have heard anything, um, you know, Trina has been part of Define Yourself series, and I share a lot of her stuff, and her story is, is just a, one of power. There, that's the only word I could think to describe it. But for those who don't know you, why don't you give us an introduction? <laughs> okay, I would be more than happy to do that. So my name is Trina Cleveland. Most people call me TT. Now, TT Ledette is actually my pen name because I am a best-selling author. Got to put that best-selling in front of there. I earned that. Yes, <laughs> so I'm yes. a best-selling author. Um, it is my stage name. I am not only a performance poet, I am a playwright and an actress. And <clears throat> so that's who I am today. I have a nonprofit that I am the founder and president of. I manage it. Um, and I am an entrepreneur, um, but basically that's who I am today, among other things, a full-time student as well. Um, however, um, I come from um, a, a long history of addiction, um, abuse, um, imprisonment. Um, so after 25 years in active drug addiction, uh, 14 years of my life in prison, I have managed to... Um, transform my life uh, with the help of God, and now I give back to others. Yes, yes, and yes, I love it. It's like I'm trying to act like I don't know you so I know the proper <laughs> questions to ask. <laughs> right. It's, it's always a little different, but um, Trina TT has a, a book called The Pink Elephant in the Middle of the Ghetto. And she did a, a live video today, which I love. And the way, and we'll post the link for the book. Guys, I'm telling you, the book is so good. Like, I stayed up to 6 o'clock in the morning to finish this book. It's something you can't put down. But I thought it was so powerful what you said today. And then we'll get into the lesson, but when you said how, talked about how ghetto is spelled on the cover of the book. Right. So if you could touch on that, because I was like, that right there <laughs> was a powerful statement. Right. Well, so, you know, again, um, I, you know, like I said, I read my Amazon reviews, and a lot of people were uh, kind of commenting on some of the misspelled words in the book. Um, on the very front of the cover, ghetto is misspelled, but it is intentional. Um, and it was actually an accident when the guy that designed my book cover sent it to me. I said, you know, you, you misspelled ghetto. And he goes, oh, well, send it back and I'll fix it. And I, I looked at it and I said, you know, I kind of like it. It's kind of ghetto. Um, so that was, you know, the book has been out for over two years. So that was, you know, two plus years ago. However, today it has taken on a different meaning. Um, when I went to the National Black Book Festival uh, in 2014, um, a lady by the name of Felicia, I believe her last name is Williams, Felicia Williams approached me, and she was the first person that brought the get-to 
to my attention, but I didn't get it then. She was like, you know, she was so hyped about the spelling, and I didn't get what she was trying to say. But as I sat down with my PR manager, we, we sat down one day and we were talking about all the things that we get to do today. Um, and, and we both kind of looked at the book, and there it was, Get To. So it's spelled G-E-T-T-O, Get To. I get to live today. I get to inspire people. I get to have an opportunity to to not only change my life, but evoke change in, in the lives of others. I get to, you know, because it didn't have to be this way, Valerie. You know what I mean, Valencia? I'm sorry. It didn't have to be this way. You know, it didn't have to be this way. So I get to do so many things today, and it's just a, it's, it's a, just powerful. <laughs> it's powerful it to realize that. It is. And a lot of people, just the fact that you look at it like that shows your heart. You know, that you get to do all of these things that back when you were going through, you probably, you know, you didn't think about. I know when I was going through, the, I was just trying to get to out of what I was in, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, to, so today, today we're going to talk about never give up. Mm. So I know you mentioned about being in, in addiction, going going through that and dealing with that. And in in that at that point in time, what was day to day like? Were you were you like in in the moment? Like how how you how didn't you give up on yourself when you are in the midst of addiction? Right. Well, I'm going to tell you, it was so, um, it was so um, hard. Um, it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to battle, uh, which is addiction. And I need to tell you that while you're in addiction, you pretty much feel like you've given up. Um, I, you know, the thing is, is I kept trying. So if you know the story, you know that even after I, you know, I'd, I'd relapse and I'd be out there for months and, and then I'd, I'd, I'd get clean because, you know, at that point the state would come in and remove my children. And, and I always wanted to get clean for my children because I love my children. I love, I love my children. And I always wanted to, to get it for them. So what I would always do is get clean, and I'd go back to get my children. I'd get my life together, get the job, get the car, only to lose it again. So it was like this vicious cycle. Um, and I'm going to tell you, the giving up, it didn't come to later on, you know, as far as, 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 as the, the really understanding that I never completely gave up. Because to me, completely giving up is, is like, it's almost like suicide. Like I would, I would, because as long as there's life, there's hope. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it, though, is, is that everybody doesn't get a chance to make it to the hope. Some people die in addiction. Some people are killed as a result of a drug related. So it doesn't always have to be suicide. You can have your life taken. So, you know, it, it, a lot of it has to do with God's grace and mercy. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, but so, you know, when you're talking about never giving up, because at some point I felt hopeless, I felt like this is all life has for me, but there was some, 
something that would go on after I'd be out there for a while. Uh, Val, I would, I would, I would, I would sit there and I would, I would talk to God or the God of my understanding, you know, and I would, I would cry out to Him and I would tell Him like, is this, is this it? Is this all, all you got for me? You know, and so that was the first part of not giving up. Is I, I was reaching for something. I was, I was, I was seeking answers. You know, and in hindsight, today, I, I get to get that question answered when I say, God, why me? Every time, just being on this show right now, God is whispering, see, this is why. Hmm. This is why. I, I love that. And one of the things um, that I want to touch on when you, when you t- talked about addiction and you were saying about different um everybody basically doesn't make it out you know um if you guys have listened to the show before or anything that I've done I've always touched on the fact that you know my mom was an, an addict and she didn't make it out I was 17 when my mom was murdered and here it is over 22 22 years later it's still unsolved and I say that to say you know to kind of touch on on that point that you know a lot of times we take that moment um in in life in addiction and situations for granted that we're going to make it out and everybody doesn't make it out that thing or this thing alive or on the other side and that's one that's of the reasons why you inspire me so much because of the simple fact that I've seen firsthand mm. the everything that comes with addiction. Right. So I just I had to throw that in there. <laughs> and I'm glad you threw that in there. And you know, and and and, and I know your story too, but I, I sometimes I don't I, I it's not cognizant, it's not right at the forefront of my mind. And I just, as soon as you started speaking, it just hit me in my heart. So, you know, my heart goes out to you. You know, my mother uh, committed suicide. So even though she wasn't an addict, she had mental illness. And so it's all a debilitating issue. You know what I mean? All of those are addiction, mental illness. Those are debilitating issues. And so you know that mental illness is also a part of my story. You know, I have been diagnosed as bipolar Number one, like the highest extreme of bipolar, with um, schizoaffective disorder, and um, that is another part of the never give up. I, I can't give up. I can't give up because I have to. I have to show and prove that even with with, with these issues, you can still be relevant to society. You are still important. You are still needed. In this world, I love that. I love that. At what at what point in time, when when you were diagnosed, um, at what point in time were you in the midst of your addiction? Was it when you came out, or at what point in time in in that part of your journey did that happen? Long before I uh, I was actually diagnosed as a a a preteen, 
um, and have been um, in the uh, state hospital. I've been hospitalized like four times for mental illness, um, even before um, getting addicted to drugs. So the mental illness was present even before the drugs came about. Um, both my parents were mentally ill. Um, there are a lot of people in my family um, that are mentally ill. Um, and so just say if there are, I'm just giving a, just throwing out a number, just say if there are 10 people in my entire family, at least seven of us take medication. So that's how prevalent it is in our family. It's, it's a, a lot of it is hereditary. Um, and so I've, I've been diagnosed um, since a child, but when I first got diagnosed, you know, bipolar wasn't a common term. It was manic depression is what they, they initially diagnosed me with. So, yes. Hmm. And that is kind of brings me to my next question. What is the pink elephant for those that don't know what, you know, what the pink elephant is or where, where that comes from? What is, what is the pink elephant? The pink elephant is a term that a lot of uh, counselors and psychologists uh, it's used in that kind of professional setting. And what it what it is, it's an analogy for uh, secrets, the thing that we obviously can see, um, but no one wants to acknowledge. So uh, it's used a lot in in alcoholism, like you know you know that Aunt Betty is an alcoholic, but no one will actually come out and say Aunt Betty is an alcoholic. They'll say she's sick uh-huh. or she's not really well. No, Aunt Betty's drunk, you know. And um, so the pink elephant just notes the thing that is 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 very very obvious that no one wants to acknowledge. And you know, Doctor Steele always says you can't fix what you don't admit. So that's the first. Uh, or the first reason I wanted to expose the pink elephant that's in the middle of the ghetto. And, and you know, I'm going to say this too. So I'm black, you know, and um, I can only write from a black perspective. So I know that, that abuse and, and mental issues and, and addiction, I know that it doesn't discriminate. However, I can only write from my perspective. And so I know that in the black community, there, there, you know, there's an, a stigma on mental illness. You know, we, we, we don't go seek professional help. And there, there are several reasons why. But the first thing is we have to start acknowledging that mental illness is real. It is real. So I tell people all the time, well, do you know how big an elephant is? I mean, have you ever been to the circus? Do you know how big an elephant And it's pink? You've got to see it. You gotta see it. So that is what where the term pink elephant comes from. But I used it in in the context to say, yeah, there's one in the middle of the room um, in my counseling session, but there's also one in the middle of the ghetto. Mhm. That's so that's so true. And when you say um, it's a it's a lot of things that people will see and not address or acknowledge. And we wonder why things carry on generation to generation. Well, you, it wasn't dealt with three generations ago. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't dealt with, you know, you know, a lot of times parents, you know, our age are dealing with things from their children that they pass on, but that's because it wasn't addressed 
you didn't address it. You right. know, I know uh, with my mom's addiction and with um, with my dad's addiction also that came later, um, I knew, okay, this is like an immediate family issue. And I didn't think about it at the time when I was, you know, partying and cutting up and, you know, living living the life at that time. And when I became a parent, it made it, made it kind of put it to the forefront, and I brought it more and more and more to the front. And I'm like, this is something I have to stay away from because I know that I could reach my hand and touch someone directly, genetically related to me with addiction issues. That's right. And I don't want to reach my hand forward to my son. It's, I mean, it's bad enough I could reach it to the back and sideways. I don't want to reach it forward, you know. So um, another thing you hit on in the book, you talk about another thing that a lot of us don't deal with, and that's being molested. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and it wasn't until it happened in my immediate family among my children um, that I was done at that point, you know. Um, and you'll get to see in the play, um, Valencia, for, but for those who don't get to see it or those who haven't read the book, you will see that um, when I, I initially was molested as a young girl and I, I just kind of, I didn't cry about that until I was about, I think I was in my early 40s, maybe my late 30s, before I even shed a tear um, because I took it as this is just what happened hmm. because that's how it was treated, that it, this, hey, this is just a part of life. Keep it moving. And so, um, but when it happened in my immediate family, that's when I was like, oh, no. I was ready to put, you know, I put on the boxing gloves then because, no, right. you know, I, I, I know the damage that it caused me. So you have to think. So the, 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 tra- the trauma uh, from childhood molestation on top of the uh, mental illness coupled with addiction you know, and so like I said earlier, you know, I get people that read my book and they go like, nobody could, well, one person could have been through all of this. And it's so funny because I'm thinking, you you guys don't even know how much I left out of the book. <laughs> you understand? Because all of those issues, all, the, all of those compound issues just have babies. They create more issues. So, yeah, the, the molestation is something that we don't, um, actually deal with. And, you know, I did a lot of research uh, for the book, um, Valencia, because I didn't want to be the one who just wrote my story and collected a paycheck and moved on. I wanted to educate. I wanted to, um, I wanted to talk about um, the statistics. And it's so weird because there's a saying, um, and, and the saying is an old saying, and, and it says if you want to keep something from a black person, put it in the book. And I used to hate when people said that or when I would hear that saying. Right. And I believe, I believe that is why the book is so um, deep. And that's why it's so people, uh, most people say, I couldn't put it down. I read it in one night. Well, you're going to keep flipping until you flip out some information. 
<laughs> you understand? And I believe that that's part of the reason my life went like it went. That's why there's so many layers to my life, because it is intended for us to not just know what the problem is, but to find the solution. Hmm. So, yeah, so the molestation is a big, it's a big thing. And, oh, and I, w- I was saying that to say that when I did the research, I realized that um, by the age of 18, 65% of black women will, will have confessed to being at some point in their life sexually abused. Wow. And that's a lot, 65%. That, now, these are just the ones that have confessed. You know, and so it's uh, the statistics are, are mind blowing. You know, and of the sixty five percent, eighty five percent of them were molested by family members. Huh. So that is that that's huge. You know, that's huge. So again, you can't fix what you don't admit. So my my whole purpose was to expose this, um, and and I'm glad that we're talking about never giving up, right? Because see, I could have, I could have, I could have given up a long time ago. Um, I could have given up when I when I when I published the book and I received so much backlash from family and 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 and, and people who were not okay and, and very uncomfortable with the things that I shared in the book. I could have given up then. I could give up on any given day uh, when life doesn't. Um, uh, serve me the type of hand that I think I should have, I, I could give up, you know, um, but I love never give up. I love that. And, I, and, and, you know, we talked a little earlier um, by chat, and I was telling you that I've been kind of thinking about what can I say about never give up. And, and it's, so, it's so amazing because I have this saying, it's called get back up again. Um, and what, what a lot of people do is they'll say, well, you wrote this workbook. Now, I need to tell you my workbook has been adopted by at least 17 different psychologists, uh, counselors, even a behavioral health center in New Jersey has adopted my workbook into their curriculum, okay? Wow. And people say, well, what qualifies you to do that? You haven't gotten your degree, you're not a counselor, what qualify? I said, and I don't have a degree, but I'm an expert in get back mm. up again. So part of never mm. giving up is you've got to get back up again. And it's real simple. You fall, you get back up again. If you fall again, you get back up again. Mm. You know, one of one of my favorite uh, little, you know, memes that I ran across, and every now and then I'll, I'll post it, but it says, fall seven times, get up eight. <laughs> Absolutely. I said, but that is so true. And, you know, when I talk to different people, you know, and I know you know, like people think it's some – magic formula, a magic pill, something mm-hmm. magically in your DNA that makes you not give up. And I think I posted one day, I what I, I'm 99.9% sure I never gave up because I'm simply too stubborn to give up. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> you know, so this this is where, you know, 
me being stubborn, which, you know, I, I believe I've been my whole life because my first word was no. This is, is where when, you know, when you, when you get tired, this is where all of those things that have been meant to hinder you, right? Because growing up, stubborn is not a good, a good quality. You don't want people to call mm-hmm. you stubborn or bossy or any of those things. But at times I've wanted to give up. Me relying on that stubbornness of Valencia is what make what made me refuse to even now. Mm-hmm. Even now. So if, if someone says, you know, because I know you say, you know, continue to, to give, get back up. And then you get people to say, but how, but how, but how? What okay, I, I, can, oh, okay, because I have an answer. <laughs> I have an answer for that. I have an answer for that. And as a matter of fact, um, because I talk about in my process, you know, with me having spent so much of my life in prison and in on the streets and, you know, so it's almost like I'm still a kid, like I'm still growing up. You know, I'm I'm mentally maturing, emotionally I'm maturing. You know, physically I'm 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 old as heck. You know, but <laughs> mentally and emotionally I'm still maturing. So what I tell people is that sometimes I have to be A B C one two three, hmm. uh, directed, guided, right? And so that means I have three people in my life that are in my ear, like, daily. And I I was thinking about this earlier. It's so funny. Because these three people, the thing about these three three people, they they don't know each other. They don't even know each other. But they all have the the same common traits. The one thing that I love about them is that neither one of them are scared to tell me the truth. That's the main thing I love about them. Neither one of them are scared to tell me the truth. They, they're not scared to say you're wrong. That's not okay, right? Um, but the other thing that I like about these three women is that if I'm in a spot where I am crying, I can't get out of my bed, I, I, I just want to give up, I'll call, especially one of them, which is my sponsor. I'll call my sponsor. I just can't do it today. She says, what I need for you to do, hey, Get up out of the bed and go wash your face. Huh. B, brush your teeth. I mean, I'm talking about A, B, C, one, two, three. So, so sometimes right. what, what that tells me is that a lot of us need sponsors. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. But see, there's yeah. something about, especially when it comes to women. See, we don't want another woman to be able to tell us anything. You know, we've gotten so haughty-torty that we don't need another woman telling huh. us anything. But when I tell you I've had sponsors all my life, I, I have. I've had mentors all my life, good and bad. I've had people that showed me how to uh, steal in the streets. I had people that showed me how to actually score the, the drug, put the drug in the pipe, light the pipe. I, I had people show, I've had mentors and guides all my life. Hmm. But when it comes to this side of life, oh, I, I, I just can't trust women. 
<laughs> you know? wow. So when I tell you, there is a, sometimes it has to be an ABC one two three process, and it's okay. It's okay if there's an ABC one two three process because if you if any time you feel that you have got it all together, you don't you there's no room for growth. You're done. Yep. You're done. See, I always have room to grow. You know, and so, like I said, you know, even with the, let me, let me, let's talk again about the, the molestation. See, a lot of that stuff, we have a little girl inside of us, you know, that was damaged. And we, this little girl is the same, is the same woman that's operating on a day-to-day basis. So on any given day, we find ourselves doing really immature things, you know, and a lot of that is from the hurt little girl, you know. So even that little girl sometimes need to be A, B, C, one, two, three, huh. you know. And so um, that's my answer to that. How do you do it? Sometimes you have to A, B, C, one, two, three, it. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love yes, that. Ma'am. And I'm a, one of the things that I love that you said about you uh, having a sponsor, and I think, a lot of times, you know, when you said, like when you said you had people to teach you how to steal and do drugs, but when we get on this side of the world, you know, we, and I say this side of the world, when you overcome whatever it is or in the process of overcoming and wanting to do right, we tend not to seek out those people that's going to teach us how to do right and how to grow. Right. But, you know, we could find friends to go party with or do wrong with us. But when it comes to <laughs> us, you know, Say I that. everybody, you know, and like, look, I need, let's let's go. I need to turn up or something. Yes, yes. I, I, I have no lack and of And Val, and Val, I want to even say, I think you, you have been, uh, in somewhat a mentor to me as well. I had to reach oh. out to you. Yes, not too long ago. And, 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 I, and, and you helped me through that, you know, and that's why, and I think I, I wrote you back a little while later to tell you I wanted to give you the results of, of me calling you, you giving me some information, me applying, come on, let's talk about the application, me applying that information, and the result was positive, and then I had to call you back and tell you I tried it, and this is the good thing that happened as a result of that. See, that's another thing. You know, we, we you know, girl, I, this, you, you go get me preached. <laughs> you go get me fired up again about this. Go ahead and touch it because that's that's <laughs> part of it. We 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 hear and don't apply. So touch, mm-hmm. touch on it. Touch on it. Yes, yes, and so and that, and that because it, that that's when that thing that kicks up that says, well, I don't need nobody. I I'm I, you know, I don't need nobody telling me I'm grown and you know, you know the moment that I'm unteachable, I'm unreachable. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and 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 sometimes you got to be able to be in a position where you can be reached because a lot of times we are operating out of the little girl and we don't might not even realize it. Wow. You know. Wow. That, and you know, I used to have this thing. Yeah, I called you and I was like, well, people don't ever do me like I do them. You know, <laughs> like that's 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 infantile thinking because 
people are not going to do you like you do them because they're not you. Hmm. <laughs> you understand? Hmm. So you're not going to always get that. You know, but I don't have power over people, and this is what I got from what you told me. I have power over me, and you expressed to me the importance of the no. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you, I can, girl, I, can, I can call back the conversation. <laughs> and I've been, I've been implementing the no in my life, and as a result of implementing the no, I'm, I'm less frustrated. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because at the yeah. end of the day, if I signed up for it and I know that I wasn't able to do it or I wasn't really didn't really want to do it, but I don't want to make you mad and I want to, you know, but who, at the end of the day, who's always mad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's just another part of growing up. That's another part of saying, reaching out to another woman and saying, hey, I notice you do this really well. <laughs> and I do say no real, real, real well, real well. I know I made a telemarketer's day today. <laughs> and I, Did you and say I yes today? No, I, I have a certain level of respect for for telemarketers because it's something, you know, that I used to do. I used to sell burial plots. You know, I would convince people all day, you were dying because I had to feed my son. So you were dying today <laughs> and he divided. So someone that's yeah, yeah. been on that that side of the line mm-hmm. knows how to act on the other side. So I, you know, but they get a little feisty. So that's a, look, that's a conversation for another day. Right, right. Uh, a lot of times not saying, not saying no, we, a lot of times we're ready to give up our own hopes and dreams and life and what we know what we're supposed to do because we committed ourselves to things that we should have said no to in the first place. And that's why mm-hmm. I think people find themselves in a space of being overwhelmed and frustrated in life because you committed yourself to everybody else's dreams and hopes and visions and being their backbone, and you wonder why your spine weak. Wow. You're right. I'm sorry. I, that yeah, got caught right. up in my soul real quick. <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, no, no, that that is so valid. That is so valid because, I, you know, I made a post the other day talking about commitment and talking about when you give your word to something. Now, now someone, and I love, I love the audience that I have. I love the people who interact with me and they'll get on the post and they'll debate what I say and, or they'll give their spin on what I say and what the guy says, you know, it made me think. And I said, well, you know, that is providing it doesn't affect my mental, spiritual, and physical health. You know, right. you know, because at some point you, you, you have to take care of you. You're the most important person in the, in the equation. I always say that. You, 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 you are your, like Cat Williams say, you are your own star player. You got you to gotta take uh-huh. care of your star player. So, yeah, but providing that, you know, I, I, you know, I do, if I commit to something, I, to the best of my ability, I try to follow through on the commitment. Um, sometimes at the end of the commitment, I'll learn a lesson. You know, and right. so that that does help me in my next decision making process of whether I'm going to commit to something like that again. But like you said, I love what you just said. If I would have just implemented my no in the first place, 
you know, then I probably wouldn't have had to even go through every go get that lesson. You know what I mean? But I mean, right. it, it's all in it's all in a matter of growing, uh, Val, and, and and that's what I'm I'm doing so well. I'm growing, and and what I love to do is as I grow and as I learn, I love to pour that back out. You know, I love to give that away because I get it freely. You know, so I want mm. to give it freely. You know, now. <clears throat> It's uh, it's amazing that, you know, the audience is so big that I don't get to, I, you know, you probably can't inbox me and say, hey, uh, can you mentor me? I, I probably can't do right. that at this point <laughs> just because of the, the, the my my base is so broad now. You know what I mean? The, the platform is so big. However, there are people that that are in my life that I do mentor, I do sponsor, that, that they're, they're already in place. And I can't like take on anybody else, <laughs> but you know, um, so that, but, but I'm committed to it, you know. And so even with, with whatever comes on the plate, I always have to remember my first commitment, and it is to recovery. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on that, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I love that you that you said that, and I l- love the post you posted the other day about uh, commitment, the one you're referring to now, mm-hmm. but. And then you touched on taking care of self. And a lot of times we don't, we ready to give up because we have poured so much out, we have nothing left. Right. You know, Absolutely. and it's a, it, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's right. But but I do want to say this too. I, I do want to say this. Even with the with the and it goes right along with with the never giving up, um, because a lot of people always ask me like, how do you do so much? How have you been able to do? Because you know it's the difference between doing a lot of stuff and never getting anything completed. Then you like okay, you need to focus on one thing. But it's a difference right. when you can do a lot of stuff and, and you do get make some completions. You understand? Right. So right. I, I I always try to complete some stuff, right? So I'm doing a lot of stuff and I'm getting things completed and I have people that are saying, how do you do that? You know, and so what I told them, and this is what I said in that post, see, there is a difference in what I think, what I feel, and what I do. So I can think about giving up all day long. I can feel like, oh, I just want to give up right here. But there's a difference in what I do. I don't give up. I don't give up. You know, um, and like I said, it, it, that that is contingent that it is not, you know, destructive for my health or my, you know, my mental or my emotional. I'm talking about just regular, normal, everyday commitment. I follow through because I know that there is a difference in what I think, what I feel, and what I do. Huh. That's a part of never giving up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um. One of the things I want to say, and then I'm going to open the line up to see if anyone has any questions or comments, but one thing I want to say, um, and I think I've said this to you before, I say it a lot, but a lot of times what what I realized, and this came to me a couple of months ago, you know, like you commit to things, you, you know, but one thing I started doing, if my heart and my head doesn't connect on something, mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Sometimes our head will tell us, you know, a lot of times your your head will tell you, 
to give up. It's so it's okay to give up. Sometimes your heart is just so tired, you're ready to give up. But as long as they connect, one gonna fight for each other. So if my heart and my head is in it, if my head ready to give up, my heart won't let me. And if my heart feels like it's getting tired, my head is right there to back it up. That's why that connection is important because the other one mm-hmm. is going to back it up when I'm ready to give up. And people think that it's I always put you like it's a that's a constant fight. You don't get a certain place in life and then all of a sudden it's easy, breezy, beautiful and everyday perfect and roses. You have to fight every day. That kind of go back to your video today. <laughs> yes. Yes. About yes. being ready, you know. Gotta be ready to fight. Y'all know I love Rocky. I'm all about boxing and going the last mile and you know, one of the things I love about you because you fought for who you are today and who you are going to be. That wasn't easy to come through what you came through. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. So if anybody has any questions or comments, we're going to unmute the line and just let us know you there and roll with it. Hey, so, ladies, this is LaDonna Bracey. Well, hey, Hi, LaDonna Bracey. Hey. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I am truly enjoying the call on tonight. And, um, oh, my goodness, I love that you talked about having sponsors. I love that you talk all of it I love, but I love the importance of um, having sponsors and not being afraid to look to other women for help. It's so important, and I'm so glad that you touched on that tonight. So I just wanted to comment and let you guys know that I was here, and I'm so looking forward to serving with you at Define You Live. Love y'all. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Love you, Ladada. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Does any if anybody else has any questions or comments, the line is open. Just chime in. Let us know you're here. We're talking to the beautiful, wonderful, powerful playwright, author, actress, speaker, poet. And so, and a whole lot of other best-selling author. Let me throw that out there. <laughs> throw that out there. Best-selling author, Miss TT, as I call her. And uh, I'm really just enjoying it. Every time I talk to you, I'm learning something new from you. And I'm going to post a video on the page, um, but the video that you did, and I know it's is beyond viral right now. <laughs> yeah. But the the video tell us a little bit about the video. And while you do that, I'm going to find it and post it because it's who okay. okay so the video um I I video I, I made the video uh, almost 3 years ago, a little over right at 3 years ago. Um and I remember the day that I made that video, it was nobody in the room but me and God. And I remember thinking, um, I'd seen it done before, and I was like, I want to try that. I want to see if I could tell my story. Because I'm a talker. You know, I will talk. I I, I have this 
powerful voice, and I love using my voice. I use the same voice for poetry. I use it for, you know, for speaking. I, I, I love uh, the power that I can. But I wanted to see if I could tell my story silently. And that was it. That, that was the whole purpose of, the, of, the, of, of creating this video. Now, when the video, uh, what I do is I would post it. I've posted it 50 times, I know, at least over the last three years. And what I do is every time I do something that I deem as huge, uh, I remember the first time I, I performed poetry um, on stage, I, I shared the video. Um, and I did that because I didn't, it wasn't so much that I wanted anybody to say anything because somebody never really even probably looked at the video like that or commented on the video. So they would, you know, they might click the like button but really wouldn't look, look at the video. Uh, but I did. It was for me. It was, it was to remind me. This is where I come from. So, so to do anything other than be caught up in a vicious cycle was just huge to me. So I would post it every time I did something big. And so, um, you know, back in um, uh, September of last year, so it's right a little past the uh, year anniversary of my car accident, um, the very first thing that I posted that went viral was the ad uh, that I placed on Craigslist looking for the bikers who saved my life, who saved my daughter's life, and who saved the lives of my grandchildren. And that was the first thing that went viral. And so people started, I think, they found me through that, and they started looking at my page. Well, of course, I was going to, you know, getting ready to do the play in um, um, Harker Heights at the East Center that first time, that very first play was Dinner Theater, and I remember I posted it in the, the event page, and from that event page, people followed that video, and it went mega viral. So I need to tell you that um, Chicago Square, which is the biggest platform that it's on that I've seen so far, that is the, that's the third, well, now I think it's another one. So it's like four, it's viral on four different platforms. So that one has the most views. But there, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Like, it blew my mind. Um, so that one is over 27 million views right now. So there's one, I think, that has over 500,000, one that has, I mean, it's just, it's literally bigger than anything that I ever even dreamed. Wow. And yet you're so humble. <laughs> you're so, so humble and every day. And, you know, I just, I've loved it in the video and I've shared it. And you can't, to me, and I'm not an emotional person. However, I watched the video and cried, you know, and because it's so raw and honest. And right. I did post that on the page so you guys can um, view TT's video. So I want to talk about what you have coming up this Saturday. Ooh, so much. <laughs> so much. So let me just say this. So uh, the, the very next thing I have coming up right now is the um, stage play um, that will be premiering in Houston, Texas at next this coming weekend, so it's September 24th, it will be at the HCC Heinen Theater. Um, that is 3517 Austin Street in downtown Houston. Um, and so that was that's the next thing. Um, of course, I am doing the Define You Live conference there in Gonzales, Louisiana with my boo and these Yay. other powerful, amazing women. Um, that will be December 3rd 
um, I believe, is the speaker portion. December 2nd is the VIP meet and greet. Um, I would love to meet everyone. I have a lot of people who've all they now this is the thing, they'll always say, Come to my city. I'm coming to your city. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanna see you. Uh, so November second, I am the keynote speaker at Travis County uh reentry summit and this is the jail that I've been locked up in <laughs> for uh, I I was arrested twenty eight times in Travis County. <laughs> 28 times I've been arrested in Travis County, and I am, they wow. actually booked me to be their keynote speaker. Ooh, that makes me cry every time I say that. So, yeah, that, that is like a, a surreal moment. I said, that must be like a surreal moment going somewhere. I can't even put it into words. Um, so that's one. Um, I have another um, um, engagement on November. Um, they changed the date, so it's 9th and 10th. Um, and it's at a different jail in a different county. Um, but um, I just was told recently that they don't, that it's not an open event. They don't want it publicized. So but that is November 10th. And then November 18th, and this just happened, I just got booked for Minneapolis, Minnesota. So... Um, been kind of working on that for a few days, um, and that is happening. That is going to happen. So I will be there November 18th um, in Minneapolis. Um, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so busy. Yes, yes. Well, you are busy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course, December 3rd, I have the Find You Live conference. So, yeah, I got a lot coming up. And then I do have one more. Um, but it's for 2017, and it's July 22nd. I will be in New York City. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so God is good. And I'm the girl that's never been on a plane before I told you that. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so and excited. Having no choice. So, yes. do you even have, are, are there still tickets left for the plane? There are tickets left. You know, I just okay. did a big big roundabout count and um so we do have tickets left um they're only um they're only general admission tickets are only online um but my one of my um class members uh or my ticket outlets in um Houston um just mailed me uh five VIP tickets physical so I got five physical VIP tickets but those are like the last VIP tickets on the Earth for this play. <laughs> so um, somebody, I think, was going to get them, and then they, at the last minute, something else came up for them. So um, I do have five physical VIP tickets, but the rest of the um, tickets are online, and they are general admission. Okay, I will be inboxing you. <laughs> okay. I'm, awesome. so, I'm so excited. And you guys, the, the play is based off of the book, and the play, of course, has the same name as the book and I'm I'm really excited just seeing everything you're doing and moving and like you said all from a young lady that's never even been on the plane. <laughs> yes. Never been out and of Texas but only one time. <laughs> and see, that's, that's, that's that that never that never give up. Never. You know. So girl, you got me about to cry. <laughs> like you right though. Like you. Amen, girl. I know. It's like I feel so honored and, and and just 
just to to know you and just to know you know your your story and that's why like I knew that this show was for you. Mhm. Because mm-hmm. any any reason someone can can give that they want to give up. You could go through the list and say, okay, check, been there, check, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. love that, and I just I just love that. And I want to go ahead, so if anybody wants to connect with you, get you to speak, they want to, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay, in order to... Yeah, in order to book me as a speaker, you want to go through my website, which is ttledeck.com. So it is www.ttiladeck.com. So simple, ttledeck.com. You click on to book as a speaker, and you are able to book me um, through that. And, and, you know, you just fill out the contact form, and someone will get back with you within 24 hours. And so... Um, that's how you book me as a speaker. Um, all of my books are on Amazon. They are now in certain Walmarts. Um, they're definitely on Walmart.com, Barnes and Noble. Um, and um, if you want personal signed copies, you can go also through my website. Click on the name of the title of the book that you want, and I will um, personally sign it and send it to you. Um, and so, again, all of that's on um, ttledet.com. I do want to mention that you can also look at my nonprofit, uh, which is www.remembertothinkpink.org. Uh, we are a parent advocacy group, and what our goal is is to empower parents who are going through um, child protective services. So if you have um, debilitating issues and things like that, right now we are very small and we're very local, um, but um, Think Pink Nation means that one day we'll be in every part of the nation. So. Hmm. And that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You pro, you pro say what it's going to be. I posted something about uh, Oprah said she was going to be a millionaire and she said, in fact, I'm going to be the richest black woman long before she was. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And I I believe that's like a nail <laughs> on the head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what can you say after that? You know, it's um the and I posted the website and don't don't guys do not do what I did because I was hard headed. I ordered my book and I'm having to go I'm going to Houston to get my book signed so (laughs) definitely order you know order direct so you can get your autograph copy it is definitely it's definitely worth every penny every dollar it's it's something that you're going to read and never never forget and with that being said if anybody have any questions or comments we have two minutes left you have any questions or comments, feel free to chime in. The lines have been unmuted. Okay. So, uh, CC, what what would you like to leave the audience with today? Um, well, what I want to do is I want to, first of all, um, let you know that uh, my personal motto is that um, no matter what hand life has dealt you, I mean, it could be a great one, it could be a crappy one, but no matter what hand, 
life has dealt you with God, you can win with it. So that's the first thing I want to leave you with. Um, the second thing I want to I, I want to say, and this is a, a new saying that I've been saying, and it's about hope, um, because we are charged to instill each other with hope, uh, because when people have hope, they will try, and if you try, you will probably succeed. And so I, I said that today. Uh, basically, I just tried. I just tried, you know, because I had hope. I had hope. One day I got some hope, and then when I grabbed a hold of that hope, I, I tried. And, and, and look at my life today. It's just, it started with hope. So. I okay. love that. I love that. I love that. And that's, that's that spark that we look for at the end of the tunnel. When that tunnel is, mm-hmm. is dark, you know, so, Wow. And I, I've been pretty speechless, I think, on, on Valencia Sanders. I've been speechless. Talking with you always leaves me speechless. Um, I love you, and thank you so much for coming on. You Absolutely. guys, I posted all, all the links. I hope you've enjoyed TT's interview and her, her lesson today on never give up. And never. As, as usual, never be too stubborn. Be too stubborn to give up. So as usual, I'm going to close out with the quote of the week, and I will post it on the page. So the quote of the week comes from Vince Lombardi, which I believe was a football coach. I'm 99% sure of that. But the quote is, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether rather you get up or whether you get up. So which goes back to what I said about, Fall seven times, get up eight. You got one Mm -hmm. more time and one more time and one more time and one more time after that. So never give up. With that being said, guys, pen and paper is over. See you guys next week, same time, same place. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you.